Hello, everybody, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here once again with Jed May, Trent Smallwood, as we are talking all things UGA football recruiting related. And it was a huge, huge official visit weekend to kick off a very busy recruiting month for the Georgia Bulldogs. Everybody knows Arch Manning, Justice Haynes, TJ Shanahan, Jalen Hale, the list goes on and on. Pierce Sperlin, kind of the leader of this class, uh, was all were in town. A total of 13 official visits and one uh, very important unofficial visitor who will, that will, we'll get to that in a little while. But uh, guys, just first thoughts. I know we've all been kind of busting our tails to cover it this uh, weekend. What What are your guys' thoughts after uh, general generalizations after hearing all the reports this weekend? I mean, we, we, we talked in the months leading up, right, that no one does on-campus recruiting uh, as well as Georgia does, and that seems like to be the, the prevailing – uh, thought coming out of this thing is that most of these guys is all these guys' visits really went well. And uh, I'd like to take this time to, to formally apologize to the members of the vault for not being downtown and, and uh, drinking beers, with the other recruits on Friday <laughs> night, that'll be rectified this weekend. Um, so please yeah, accept my Jed, humble apologies. Uh, Jed's going to try to go in as a walk on punter uh, <laughs> to, to Georgia and see, see how it turns out this you weekend. Know, I, was, but, uh, I was told by a guy at the college football hall of fame one time when you do the drills and stuff that I run like a quarterback. So if hey. I can maybe like be a walk on quarterback, I could, I could try to swing that. There you go. Trent, uh, Trent, first of all, how you doing, man? And second, you know, what, what are you hearing on all this stuff? Just generalizations from the weekend. Doing good. Uh, I guess Jack could be, uh, Arch's backup, um, at Georgia. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know uh, coming coming to the visit i think uh you know georgia made a big move for uh shanahan and, uh and um you know I, I think georgia still sits in excellent position for arch i think they sit in a good position for jalen hill uh they they made these guys that uh were really uh priorities in this class which i mean i guess they're all priorities all, all 13 that were on uh campus this weekend but uh they've made a big move for, for all 13, or maybe besides uh, a couple uh, in there. But uh, I think Georgia sits well for a bunch of these guys. And, you know, some of them are committed. You get four committed. Uh, and then you had uh, nine that were uncommitted. But uh, Georgia sits well for a majority of these guys moving out of the visit. And, and these guys are from, you know, everywhere, Texas, Louisiana. Um, you know, there was a couple from Georgia. But, it, you know, Georgia, you know, I always said, uh, you know, the COVID year, you know, besides the COVID year, Georgia does an excellent job with their uh, on-campus visits, um, especially their uh, official visits. And, uh, you know, with, with Kirby having a national title in hand or just coming off a national title now, uh, you're only going to see that excel. And uh, I think Georgia did an excellent job this weekend. Yeah, it was a, a lot of a lot of positive uh, feedback. There were some, you know, that obviously uh, really – blew the vault up today with uh, with some of our opinions on some things and hey that's part of the the vault the community that's what we is what we you know do on there and that's why you join uh ugasports.com to get insight and you know we're gonna be the great thing that i like about uga sports is that it's not uh it's not a deal where people are trying to cater to certain opinions or things like that we're gonna shoot people straight based on what we hear and and uh you know check multiple sources and things things of that nature and and each of us do that when we when we uh 
decide to put something out there. So um, it was a big weekend. Um, we will get to uh, some questions about that uh, weekend here in just a minute. Do want to go ahead and look forward just a little bit real quickly. Um, Jed, you know, got some uh, some big official visits coming up this week that we'll touch on briefly. Um, maybe the biggest one of those being Jamal Jarrett, literally and figuratively. Uh, so, you know, just kind of give people an idea of uh, how Georgia's going to follow up here in week two, some of the guys coming onto campus. Yeah, it's um, it, it's hard to hard to follow a list like it was in Athens last weekend. Well, like you said, you got Jamal Jarrett, who has kind of emerged as the top uh, interior D-line, if not overall D-line target in this class. Uh, also, Vic Burley is here. Anthony Evans, who has kind of come onto the scene as a top receiver target after decommitting from Arkansas, has taken his official. Tyler Williams has taken his official. Um, you got another inside linebacker coming in, Troy Bowles, who will be here. Um, Anthony Evans is going to be there, wide Evans. receiver. Jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm What is Aguero? Aguero, yes. Janelle Aguero is this weekend. Um, Janelle Aguero, who, who just put Aguero. out his top four. Uh, Trent, were you – were you at all shocked to see the that that top four for Aguirre? What did, what did you think of that? No, I wasn't. I, I do think that uh, there's a couple teams standing out uh, at the top. I think Georgia being one of them, and Ohio State being one uh, another one that I thought was uh, a lot to be in that top four. But you know, I, I think uh, Florida is a little behind, and um, I mean, I don't even know who the other one is. Who's the other one? Miami. Miami. Yeah, I think the two Florida schools are uh, sitting behind the, the the other two. I think Georgia and Ohio State sit in the best position. But I've liked Georgia's stance, you know, ever since the fall, really. Uh, you know, in the fall, I guess the coaching change kind of uh, shifted things a little bit. But I think things are back on track. And I think uh, after this coming weekend, uh, it'll – I think with, with him coming, I guess his first official visit, uh, I, I like where Georgia stands. Yeah, it uh, with with Aguero, I think it's just the consistency. I think that you would have to put into the camp for Georgia, regardless of what coach has been there. It's been uh, ultra consistent. That that maybe is a little bit uh, different than the than the Caleb Downs rec- recruitment. Not that Georgia doesn't absolutely love him because they do and they they want him, but it just feels like that Aguero's been right there top notch the the entire time type deal so uh yeah so so some big official visits coming up week two but jed we have uh a lot of questions based off this past visit so we're going to go ahead and uh get started with those and we got a a heavy hitter right off the bat (laughs) ryan dog who commits first arch manning or jalen hill trent that one's uh, oh, and Jed, Jed, we got so you got worked up over that when he froze up. I'm, I'm, so. I'm guessing he gave that question to me. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think I, I still think Arch will be the one that goes first. I think Jalen Hills would kind of, you know, give something away, I guess. Um, because I think that the two want to play, uh, or they talked about playing with each other. And, um, you know, I, I would say Arch goes first. I, I could, I could see Arch going first and Jalen going, uh, right behind. Yeah, and uh, the thing about Jalen is with, with Georgia, obviously, I put out a post. Ben uh, Bachman put out a future cast for him, which we'll have. A, we actually have a question on that uh, that we'll get to. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of confidence there. It seems like coming out of this one, and I think we lost Jed there momentarily. So I'll bring him back on when he uh, when he comes back on screen. But 
the thing about Jalen Hale is that Trent, with being a wide receiver, you know, it's a little bit different dynamic, especially when you have to compete with uh, Alabama and Ohio State that I believe he's going to go on visits, you know, to as well. And that's always – it doesn't matter how good a visit goes when when you got those to compete with at the wide receiver position, it's, uh, it's risky business. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be some uh, negative recruiting going on in there and how – uh, Alabama and Ohio State use their receivers and in, in Georgia, you know, doesn't as much or uh, use their targets. But uh, it, being realistic, Georgia does use their targets. They they used Brock Bowers to the fullest last year. It, it just happened to be at tight end position. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that argument or that negative recruiting might have worked, you know, four or five years ago. But I don't see it right now. And, and especially with a guy like Arch Manning, if, you, if Georgia could pull him as well. Uh, you know, that that negative recruiting and that argument's kind of out the window. Yeah, Jed, we were just talking about, you know, Jalen Hill still having to take visits to um, Ar- to uh, not Arkansas, Alabama and Ohio State, you know, coming up after that. Of course, uh, the home state of Texas will try to do that. People will make that connection between, uh, you know, Arch, Jalen, Georgia, Texas, all that battle right there. But uh, it'll just be interesting to see how Brian McClendon – uh, is able to combat that that negative recruiting that Trent was just talking about because it seems like that's something that has plagued uh, Georgia wide receiver recruiting. And if there's been a if there's been one kind of question mark, it would be that. And it's hard to even say that because Georgia's you know had some some guys be successful and go to the league and things like that. But uh, you know, still worth worth noting. Yeah, and I think something that's really interesting is as I'm sure y'all touched on it a minute ago when I had my uh, mystery Wi-Fi issues here is that. Arch and, and Jalen Hale are fairly close. It, it's no coincidence they were on their officials together. The weekend Arch is at Texas. Jalen Hale is, I want to say he's at USC. So this is the one official. I mean, I, I don't know if Jalen Hale is going to Alabama this weekend or not, but this is the one official for a school that's in the running for both of them. So Georgia had the first chance to really sell, hey, you guys could come here together, be here for the next three to four years, be the next great quarterback receiver uh, duo. And Athens, and I think I'm sure that's something that made an impact on them. And being the only school that's going to get to do that with both of them there together, uh, I think is something that um, that that really could could play a role in in their decisions for both of those guys. And I really yeah, think that, that that Georgia intended on you know narrowing the the wide receiver. I mean, not not the depth wise, but as far as uh, the rotation last last year, and uh, you know injuries really plagued that. Uh, where they had McConkey came on, A.D. Mitchell came on, and you really had to play those guys down the stretch, which, you know, gave you more guys uh, with uh, less reps in the, in the game or less snaps. So I think uh, I think you'll see Brian McClendon come in and, and, you know, try to spotlight some guys a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's look at some of these YouTube uh, comments right here. You guys are going to try to get me in trouble with some of these certain, uh, certain vault guys didn't like our – our wrestling theme last week, but you know, we're continuing right along with it. Blame, blame will Kirby and staff get funky like a monkey, funky like a monkey uh, with the son of the plumber. If they get the number one class, no doubt some dusty roads vibes will be going. And then Fred, uh, Fred F says, you think Tony Schiavone will make Arch's announcement? Listen, if I was a recruit and I knew where I was going, if I could get someone to make an announcement, it would either be Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone. And that would be, a dream come true like that would be un- unbelievable 
So, uh, fantastic stuff there. It's, uh, it's, you know, hey, we like to have fun. That was fun last week. I'm not going to, you know, pound on it or anything like that. But uh, just know, hey, sometimes you got to have a little fun. It can't be all business talking about the recruiting there. But, uh, Jay, we got our second question here. From J-Dog X, can we keep Roddy on vacation more often? We tend to get more commitments when he's out of town. And also, when Arch announces, do we, Georgia, get two or three elite receivers? Huh. On the, the number of receivers, um, you know, I guess it's all about your definition of, of elite um, because I think when it comes down to it that what Georgia looks at at receiver may not necessarily be what – even us as as recruiting analysts and things like that even uh, even go about sometimes. I mean, look at a guy like like Aladdin McConkey who who now, in my opinion, has established himself as one of the guys coming into this year that could could make a huge jump, could be a a premier wide receiver in the country. Like uh, he's got that opportunity in in front of him. Um, so you know. That who would have thought that when he was coming out of North Murray, Trent? You know, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different view sometimes. Yeah, and and I think you, you look at um, you look at the system, the offense system at Georgia, and and uh, you know they like that. You know, of course they're going to go after your Hakeem Williams and uh, your Jalen Hills and guys like that. But they also like their system guys, and uh, and you know I think Lad McConkey is is not necessarily a system guy. But he's a guy that's a sure-handed receiver. He's got some wheels. He's he's a smaller receiver, but but he has his uh, he has his guys that he likes in the system. He took one this past class, um, so you know he, he he's looking at his system. Uh, Munkin's looking at his system. He's looking at what is elite in his system. What he feels uh, what who he feels can be elite in his system. And you know he took a chance on uh, and McConkie delivered and. Uh, and you know, and you know, they obviously thought AD Mitchell was elite, and then ranking wise, he was not. But you know, looking looking coming in this year, you got two elite sophomore receivers coming, uh, returning, and uh, and neither one of them were highly ranked. So I think there's a yeah, there's definitely a, looking at if we're looking at rankings to to consider elite, are we looking at uh, who Georgia has at the top of their board considering elite? I I think we'd look more towards Georgia's board and. Uh, and you know they're in on some elite receivers. And Jalen Hill is not a five star, but you know I, th- I think George he's at uh, the top of Georgia's board uh, when it comes to receiver. And Jed, and there's one thing that you can't teach: it's speed. And uh, you know a lot of lot of factors. A guy like Anthony Evans, a guy like C.J. Smith, who they signed in this past class. You know, not guys that when you look at numbers and things like that are maybe just going to blow you away in the in the stat category. But when you look at at how fluid they are and how fast they get from point A to point B, uh, it's impressive. Well, and Cole Spear too. Cole Spear comes out of nowhere yeah. and runs the four, four two Three, nine, eight. whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was at that. App hey, State don't get crazy camp. now. They know four two. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he runs whatever at that App State camp. Comes to Athens and uh, impresses in a workout and gets an offer. And you know, between obviously McClendon wasn't in Athens at this point last year, but between Todd Munkin and now Brian McClendon. If there's one staff in the country that you would trust on receiver evaluations, it's those two guys put together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they might not – like you said, Blaine, it depends on your definition of elite. They're in on Hakeem Williams, Jalen Hale. Um, what's the guy? Jalen um, – J- Yeah, J- J- Jalen Hale. Uh, Jalen Hale's the guy out of Miami? 
Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not as much as Hale, yeah. but but Anthony Evans and Tyler Williams and Jalen Hale are the guys I think that you really need to take a look at that, that mm-hmm. could really have a good chance. And then I'm sure there'll be guys that come along uh, later in the in the picture, depending on how many Georgia ends up wanting to take. But mm-hmm. for sure, um I think that one, yes, Roddy would love to stay on vacation more. So that was the first answer to that question. And two, so it says, it says, when Arch announces again, based off today, based off what we're hearing, feel like it's trending in a good direction. Um, obviously, still two official visits left to go, but there's no doubt if a player of the caliber of Arch Manning com- were to commit to Georgia. And here's the other thing about it to a person that we talked to, everybody mentioned the word humble when they talked to Arch Manning and how great of a kid he was to, to be around and talk. A normal guy was the number, was the, the phrase used over and over again. So that helps draw people in as well when you're a good person, you know, don't have the Baker Mayfield effect or anything like that going on. Jed, that's a sore subject for Jed. We'll we'll move on. We'll, we'll glance over that with the, the our resident Cleveland Brown here. I wish the Jed, Browns. Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Um, from B Hodge, 0702, when can we anticipate a public commitment for any of the guys that OV'd this past weekend? Um, anything, anything could pop, like in terms of uh, maybe a, def- a defensive guy or two, uh, could, could maybe, maybe pop sooner rather than later. But here's the thing, Jed and Trent, about, about all these guys. They've been waiting so long. I mean, these guys were, you know, kind of on the – they were kind of caught up a little bit in the COVID stuff at the beginning of their recruitments because a lot of these guys that were on this official visit weekend have been recruited since they were freshmen. I mean, like a long time. So I think they're excited about going and seeing all these schools taking their full complement of visits. So if I'm not mistaken, I think you're really going to see more end of June, beginning of July before some of these start to pop. Yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, like you said, Caleb Downs is going to take his visits. Justice Haynes will take his visits. C.J. Allen, I mean, I asked him directly yesterday, I mean, how are things looking? Like, yeah, well, he's got an official visit to Auburn and Tennessee coming up, and that's a guy that we feel like Georgia's led for, um, for, a while. for a while now, you know. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think – I mean, and I don't think that's a cause for alarm either because it's it's similar to the questions that people have said, oh, well, why doesn't Georgia have more momentum coming off the national championship? It's not that Georgia doesn't have momentum. It's just these guys are waiting and taking their visits, and, and they should. Uh, you know, you can't forget uh, a kid for doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, the guys Georgia feels like they lead for, um, if if Georgia has one out in the recruitment, they'll, um, they'll end up coming to Athens at the end of the day. But – yeah, I don't think it's the thing where you're going to see a rash of, you know, four or five commitments in the next week or so. I just don't think that's how this class and these guys in particular, Georgia's really in on at the top of this class, or that's how they're going to how, help how their recruitment's going to go. I think you're going to see a big, a big July, and it might be the week you're in uh, New Orleans. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, Lord only knows what kind of coverage will be coming out from the uh, the the Georgia. UGA sports staff as a whole 
if some commitment pops and these guys are half tore back over there in new Orleans. <laughs> so it'll be, uh, be, be interesting for sure. Uh, you know, all of a sudden Patrick Garvin's going to be just flying in from the top with, with <laughs> tweets, you know, like just crazy, crazy stuff coming up. <laughs> so he so, wouldn't be able to find his phone. He's good. <laughs> Patrick. Oh man, that's good stuff. But uh, no, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And uh, you know, I'm sure if you guys want to talk to Roddy, you can like for a extra little subscription fee, you can be like added to the New Orleans trip. You know, we can we can figure figure something out. I mean, UGA Sports goes goes west. You know, that'd be interesting to do. All right, so we're rolling right through these questions here. DXBY140. Can you review the timeline on the recruiting of the guys who visited? So that is quite a list. Um, like we just said, to make it easy, Justice Haynes, Arch Manning, TJ Shanahan, all have visits, uh, Jalen Hill, all have visits this summer that they're going to take. And then I think it's realistic that you could see all four of those commit after those visits this, this, this summer somewhere uh cj as well yeah cj allen as well is is close is there anybody i'm trying to think most of them fit in that timeline uh caleb downs i'm not sure exactly what his timeline is you spoke to him jed what what is it yeah when i spoke to him a couple weeks ago he said the plan is to be committed by the start of his senior season that's i don't think that's like set in that's the plan. I don't think he's like married to that. Um, CJ Allen, I know he told me he's committing either. I want to say it's July 9th. Um, they told me it's either July 3rd or July 9th. I'm, I'm getting confused with somebody else. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of the, it's like Trent said, once, once July comes around and it's the dead period back again, right. Unless, unless I'm uh, just making something up. That's when I think a lot of these guys are going to get it done because they've taken all the visits, but it's also that, perfect period of time right before the senior season. So I think that's going to be the time frame where you're going to see a lot of movement in terms of commits and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, another one that, that Jeff Hightoff brings up here on YouTube is say, what up, what's up with AJ Harris? Was that a surprise uh, five-star visit? So when uh, AJ came in, uh, surprise to uh, surprise to the public, I think, uh, you know, to, to, to everybody out there, but, uh, Georgia, I think had that set up for, for a little while, uh, kept it under wraps. Uh, but, but yeah, he, it was definitely known beforehand that, that he would be coming in. Uh, also Dame, uh, Damon Wilson was one, uh, an unofficial visitor that got added a little bit later, um, down from Venice, Florida area, long rangey outside linebacker. So, you know, AJ, AJ Harris, uh, you know, guys, he's been one that that it looked for all the world almost like back when he was a sophomore even that, that Georgia could lock that thing up early. Then, you know, as talented as he is, just that's the nature of recruiting. More people showed interest, more people got involved. Um, but I thought it was it was a big deal for Georgia to get him there for a first uh, official visit. Yeah, and, and he came on a visit in March. And at, at that time, it was one of those things where – Georgia had kind of fallen off and then the defensive back switch and all that kind of stuff. And then he shows up on campus and you're like, oh, okay, he's, he's, you know, covering all his bases. Um, and then he shows back up for an official. And now it's really seemed like Georgia is a, is a player right in this thing again, along with uh, Florida's right up at the top uh, with what they're doing with Corey Raymond. And then, you know, Ohio state and Alabama are kind of 
lurking a little bit. I really think it's Georgia and Florida there, and it's going to be, I believe, his official to his official to Florida is later this month. I'm not exactly 100 percent sure when. It's next week. Um, next week. Next week. There you go. So, um, you know, and again, that's another guy. Once he takes those officials, it could be one of those guys that he decides to lock it down in July before senior season starts, or he could wait till um, till early signing day. That's that's kind of the I don't know. I feel like if guys let it go into the senior season, then at that point you might as well visit schools for game day visits and that kind of thing and see what environments are like there. So, um, but yeah, AJ Harris, definitely a guy that Georgia is right back in the thick of it for. Trent, I mean, anybody else that, uh, that you can think about, we haven't, haven't touched on, like I said, we had four, uh, four guys on that visit. Uh, Georgia did that, that was, that were already committed. So you take those out of the equation and you basically had ten guys. We've we've touched on uh, several of them there. Um, Raylan Wilson, of course, is already committed to Michigan. So if anything happens with him, it would be a decommitment and flip situation. Um, so, and I'm not sure if he's. I think he's got a visit to Florida coming up this week as well. So he's got a couple more visits. So, um, but any any other comments on timeline, uh, Trent? Before we kind of move on. No, I, I think when you start seeing these guys take these early official visits, um, it, this is what this has opened the door for is is getting their recruitment done before their season starts so they don't have to take as many visits during the season. They can focus more on their senior seasons or whatever that might be. So um, I'd be uh, – you know, these guys that are taking all these June official visits, uh, you know, I, I would be surprised if, if – you know, most of them uh, go into the in, into the season to the you know September. So I, I think you'll see a lot of them, um, in, you know, end by July, maybe the latest August, uh, August, early August before their uh, their season start because that's their that's their main goal of, of taking these early visits is to to get their recruitment over with and be able to focus on their season. So um, I'm looking at July as as being a big month and. Um, you know, some of them will go past that. I think uh, Caleb Downs could go past that. I think uh, a couple others could go past that. But um, and when, you, when you're talking about Arch and you're talking about, you know, Jalen Hills and TJ Shannon and all this, those guys, that I think you'll see those uh, guys maybe come off the board in uh, July or August. Yeah, and this this question's about TJ Shanahan from uh, PA Dog 610. Time frame on TJ Shanahan's decision if, if we, Georgia – uh pull arch first does this have a major influence uh talked to tj after the visit they had you know multiple talks him and arch you know 20 30 minute conversations uh he said where they you know they've talked many times before this visit about uh you know playing together and 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 compared notes on recruiting and now they did that specifically about georgia during this time period i, I think tj's a guy that uh, him and him and Archer right there close to that same timeline. TJ's going to visit Texas A&M and LSU. Um, uh, before it's all said and done, he could end up taking one to either Ohio State or USC, maybe. Um, but I feel like that he's a guy that that would like to have it wrapped up before his uh, senior year. So it could be very similar to uh, to Arch. Um, all right, Jed, we got one here from Drew Yang ninety six. Yep. Is this a two-horse race for Arch between UGA and Texas, or is Bama actually still in it? Okay. So, I guess we can all kind of go around the table and hear, you know, just tell what we're hearing about certain things. We'll start with you, you know, Trent. I mean, obviously, uh, I think you'd be foolish to ever 
fully discount Nick Saban from anything in the world of college football. But logic would certainly tell me that I don't think that they're a real contender here, but that, you know, it's just me. Yeah, I felt like uh, the the feeling around Alabama's they were a long shot before, uh, I guess, the official visits came out. Of course, they're going to bring him on on official visit. He's number one player in the country. Uh, Nick Saban's going to shoot his shot. Um, but I, I think going into this visit, I, I do think it's uh, Georgia and Texas at the top with uh, – you know, in, in third place. How, I mean, you know, Jed, what I can't get my mind around is the Holstein and, and Arch coming in at, on the same weekend. Uh, it's in, interesting uh, to me, uh, in, in fact. So that alone, just in my small brain here, says I think it is closer to a uh, to a two-team race. What, what are your thoughts, Jed? Yeah, it makes you think – because we've seen what Georgia and Texas have done as all these quarterback dominoes fall, Georgia and, and Texas have held out, basically putting all their eggs in the arch basket. It, you would think if Alabama thought it had a realistic shot to arch, it would have done the same thing, but obviously it's a Colstein instead. And I think a lot of this official at this point is about the Mannings as a family. They're not going to just you know, bail on an official Nick Saban's not going to tell the number one prospect in the, in the country and, and a guy with the Manning last name that he can't come on an official. So it's it's two sides that are kind of doing the right thing and and playing it out. But it's now the question is, and and the question I, is, is Nick Saban sly like a fox and just every you know everybody else is uh, you know is it the Bill Belichick principle when you know when Bill Check on the on draft day yeah. drafts a guy from UT Chattanooga that everybody else had in fifth round on their on their board well, everybody's like well is this guy a future Hall of Famer did yeah. we miss on him how what's going on there's, you know there's that and then you also and then this is partially a joke but also like partially not you wonder if Nick Saban does some recruiting for Texas on this visit right because I mean it benefits Nick Saban if if Arch Manning goes to Texas as opposed to Georgia. And that's, that's, that's probably not going to happen. That's mostly a joke, but it's, it's something that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's maybe not recruiting for Texas as much as negatively recruiting against Georgia, maybe putting it that way. I could, I could very well see that. Um, you know, the, the Texas head coach was just the offense coordinator at, at Alabama. Yeah, um, exactly. So um, that, 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 that is an inter- interesting way to look but, at it. You know, I think. But didn't, didn't Saban say at one point, Trent, that Kirby was like a son to him? So, you know, like, yeah, hey, I, what's going on there? I don't know about that. <laughs> but, I mean, his son don't even like himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll we'll see about all that in, in terms of the, the time period and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And I do think uh, Texas, Georgia, shooting it out right now um obviously georgia with a lot of momentum coming out of this weekend i I've, i said it on uga sports vault on a post that a lot of sources that we all have talked to for weeks had had positive sentiment you know saying hey, things look looking good for for georgia and arch things of that nature people that we trust that don't have any reason to lead us astray and that escalated in this past three, four, five, six days from positive sentiment to, you know, what I put as kind of unwavering confidence. So uh, no, I no means saying it's a done deal, uh, but I think the, the confidence meters, you know, ticking up rapidly on, on that, on that deal over there. Um, 
Platinum Glove is this one's uh, directed directly to me. So I'll answer why did you future cast downs to Ohio State? Okay, I, the, the reason I did that is because you go by off of the reports that you're given, the reports that I was given from Downs' visit. Not that it was a terrible visit, but usually you hear nothing but really, really good news, even not directly from the, the prospect, but from the people uh, around the visit. And that was not the case. It was Downs also uh, getting direct reports from people close to the situation about how hard Ohio State is is recruiting him. The the new defensive back coach, um, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, new defensive back coach at Ohio State that Coach Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant at, at Cincinnati has a lot of momentum. There's a lot of appeal at Ohio State of early playing time as they didn't have a big class um, in DBs, but that's kind of the reason I did it. I mean, y'all feel free to add anything. Y'all didn't put one in, but uh, anything that y'all want to touch on in that recruitment in general. I would just say Caleb Downs is a really hard kid to read. I mean, I've interviewed him a bunch of times, and he's just a very hard kid to read. I'm not saying you're, you know, the 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 you're you're, yeah. you're blowing smoke. I'm just saying when you speak directly with the kid, that he's a very hard um, guy to read on the record, off the record, um, any, anything. He's a, he's a very um, someone mentioned this on the board earlier. He's a guy that knows what to say in interviews. He's very polished. He's a very nice young man. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of one of those guys like Arch. Like he's going to say all the right things in interview. Not that Arch does interviews, but if he did, he would say all the right things in interviews. Um, but it's, I think Ohio. I think it's Georgia and Ohio State, maybe a little ahead of Alabama. It just personal gut feeling. Um, but when you when you look at what Ohio State's got with the with the coaches there and what they've sent to the NFL and combined with the class they brought in last year, I think those are all the main reasons why Ohio State is is in it like it is. Yeah, Trent. I mean, I, I you just look at the class that Georgia brought in last year. I mean, versus the class that that Ohio State brought in, there's opportunity at Ohio State. Yeah, we've already from uh, a couple different prospects about. Georgia's depth, the position is uh, one thing that's kind of um, making them look elsewhere, not look as hard at Georgia because, uh, you know, Georgia's got a lot of depth, you know, sitting in that uh, freshman class that it, that it, uh signed last year. And plus, I mean, you, you look at guys like Keely Ringo, uh, I know he's a, a corner, but you're looking at those guys that are, that are, were just freshmen last year, uh, Kamari Lassiter's and uh, all those guys. So you brought in two classes in a row that uh, that the depth have just built the depth in, the, in Athens, and it's going to be uh, with with recruits looking at that. It's hard to uh, I well, guess imagine yourself when you when you got two schools sitting there that are kind of equal. I guess as far as uh, coaches and the way they can put you in the NFL and say, hey, I can be on the field here a lot sooner than I can be on the field there. So. Well, and it's not even the kids. Sometimes it's negative recruiting by other schools oh, that, that that puts that into their into their into their head. So oh, yeah, they've um, they've brought in uh thirteen DBs the last two classes. You're just an, you're just another number. So and and also too, when you talk about that, you talk about now NIL attached to it. Well, it's a lot easier to make NIL money and get marketing opportunities when you're on the field. So uh, that's that's kind of how how that goes. Unless you're Quinn yours. Yeah, that's it. Quinn, you're the master of it. I have. Uh, what's up, dog? Has one for us, Jed. Yep, Bulldog Bob mentioned in a post this morning that we got a quote silent commitment this past weekend. Which side of the line of scrimmage is it on, and at which position? 
Well, uh, I, I I am not uh, in the mind of the fabled bull, bulldog Bob, so I can't speak for him. Uh, I would say, though, if anything got totally done this weekend, I would think it would be on the defensive side of the ball, and that's all I'm going to be at liberty to say because there's one thing that we don't do uh, at, at UGA, UGA Sports. We're not going to steal a moment from a – from 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 a young man, we can lend inside and think think uh, you know what what we think might happen. But I definitely think there were some defenders uh, that that were very impressed uh, by what they what they saw. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that you know the three guys that we're talking about on offense with Hill and Shannon and uh, and Manning. I don't see any of those guys necessarily making a silent commitment. Um, you you know you might give the coaching staff a vibe that hey they they feel like you're coming here, but. I would say if uh, there was a silent commit given, which I don't put much in the silence uh, these days with, with Neil, and I, I didn't put much stock in him beforehand, but I would say if a silent is given, it was probably on defense side of the ball. Yeah. Agreed. You know, what's, what's the, what's the saying, you know, crap in, crap in one hand, silent commit in the other and see which one fills up first, that, that kind of stuff, you know, who, who knows? But, I can uh, tell you that Georgia had a bunch of silent commits this, in June last year that are not on the signing list. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, that that is, that is a, a certainty there. Uh, Just John, 419. Uh, which 11 of the 14 visitors from last weekend end up in the 23 class? So this is in reference on the UGA Sports Vault. Somebody asked a question of how many, realistically, how many could end up out of the 14 visitors there. Uh, you know, I, was, I said that it realistically could be as high as 11. However, that swings on is – the is the the positive sentiment that that rising confidence with Arch Manning and, and Jalen Hill is that is that does that hold? Um, and then you know of course guys that uh, get the, they're kind of gaining momentum with. But I think the number if you're looking at a range, it's nine to eleven, and we've put in there's four already committed, right? So we got Lawson Lucky, Pierce Sperlin. Uh, who uh, Lawson Lucky Pierce Sperlin, Raymond Cottrell, um, Gabriel Harris, one, and Gabriel Harris that were all committed. So that's four. Uh, if 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 Justice Haynes, if TJ Shanahan, if if CJ Allen, uh, if they were to be able to flip a guy like a, a Raylan Wilson, and that gets you in your eight nine range, and then it's just what comes down to what comes down with uh, with Arch and Jalen Hill. And I think AJ deal. Harris too is another one's going to come down to. So yeah, so that could bump it even higher. Uh, but you know, a- AJ Harris and 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 Caleb Downs, uh, Arch and and Jalen Hill, I think are the four most contested uh, still coming out of the weekend. But but uh, still, half of that group may be more confidence with than than the others. All right, Jed, uh, got one from OU Herschel Walker. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Was Choppy's forecast of hail to Georgia at two thirty a.m. Sunday? Alcohol induced. <laughs> Listen, I, nobody knows when Choppy sleeps, <laughs> and nobody knows when he's awake. I can guarantee I that he doesn't comment in our in our group chat until about two thirty in the afternoon. So nobody knows what he does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so it could just be a regular sleep cycle. It could it could have been a couple of jello shooters. Uh, who knows who knows what happens with uh, with Choppy. It's it's always uh, interesting stuff. But uh, when I think that you know 
he's he's diligent in what he what he tries to do. So I uh, don't think it was uh, alcohol induced, although I'm sure he was in, enjoying uh, some kind of some kind if of. If it was alcohol induced, Arch would have got one too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it would have been it would have been full throttle for sure. Uh, absolutely, jar fifty two. It only takes one one drink of alcohol for him too. So <laughs> yeah, not a yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, what percentage do you and the outstanding staff on here put on arch signing with the best university in the country? What's the deal with y'all with percentages? Yeah, the the percentage thing is not something I really like to do. I will say I don't put in I don't put in uh I don't put in future cash for guys unless that percentage is really, really high, which is why I said I'm getting to the to towards that threshold with with an arch with a Jalen Hale to, to Georgia, but there's still a few more things I want to check off the list uh type deal but um i definitely think it 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 would be into a, a favorite position right now so more than a more than a 50 and that when you got when you got three teams you know that that, that that's pretty impressive uh percentage uh, that, are, that are still involved so i think it would be over 50 for me but you know guys i don't really like talking a whole lot about about percentages and, and things like that we don't have confidence meters and all that kind of stuff so uh we just kind of Put in a pick, or or we don't that deal at a at a moment. But you guys will will definitely know if you're subscribed to the UGA Sports Vault as soon as uh, soon as those go in. All right, and we have one more question here from Sandbar Bathroom, Jed. Yep, Janelle Aguero is committing July 23rd. Uh, still feel good here. Surprised LSU didn't make the top four. Uh, I know I've had a. And we touched on it earlier. I've, I know I've had a future cast in for Janelle, Jonelle Aguaro for a, quite some time, uh, and I've not at any point seen a reason to to change it. Um, Jed, uh, Jed, Trent, you feel free to give your thoughts there. Yeah, Blaine, you mentioned the consistency earlier, and it's one of those things where we, we referenced it on the show before. We had one of those articles ready to go, I believe it was in January, if not even before yeah. that, of, of Janelle oh, yeah. went into Georgia. And then it, it's it's not that Georgia fell off. It's just one of these other schools came in. But Georgia, like you said, has always been there. And now it's gotten to that point where he's got a month and a half, basically, till he commits. And he's got a Georgia official coming up uh, this weekend. So I think it's one of those things where Georgia has weathered the storm. Uh, I mean, that's not really the best way to put it. But now Georgia's got its chance to get him back on campus. For in an official visit capacity, and I think that's one of those things that, um, you know, could end up cementing Georgia's position at the top of this recruitment where it's been for, um, you know, the past few months. Trent, yeah, I'm in. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I've had uh, Joe now inked to the uh, to Georgia for a while, and I just think, uh, you know, with with Kirby and Muschamp and those guys have been, you know, consistently showing him the love consistently telling him that he was high on the board and, and consistently just showing him how he would be used in that. I just think that um, – I just think Georgia sits in a very good spot, and I, I have been predicted to, to the dogs right now. And I wasn't tremendously surprised that LSU was not in the top four. Um, I will say I do know where that came from. Obviously, Janelle uh, Aguaro is um, a guy who is from St. John's Prep, and that is also the alma mater of one Brian Kelly. Uh, so there was some momentum there. There was some some uh, ties there. He had him down for a couple couple of visits there. And also, 
part of the ties there were Cortez Hankton, who was at Georgia, tried to bridge that gap a little bit. Also, former staffer uh, Bobby Barham, who did a great job recruiting alongside uh, uh, Coach Adai when Coach Adai was here. Uh, Bobby Barham was basically his his right-hand man at, at, at Georgia. He went with Cortez Hankton to LSU, and obviously – uh, they they got the commitment of Michael Darty out of the state of Georgia, and Darty and Aguero, you know, had a little uh, connection there, and then things like that. So that was where that kind of came from. Um, but I didn't think there was a whole lot of substance to it. Uh, I think you know, Ohio State, Georgia, the programs they are, and then from a NIL standpoint and a uh, opportunity standpoint, Miami could be really attractive as well. Don't know if Florida – I think Florida – I would put Florida four out of four in his top four. So, um, you know, it, Aguirre is a guy that, that Georgia identified early on that that he's he's one of those that they circled in red ink, if you will, like got, got to get that guy. So, I think he knows that, and uh, it feels – I feel no reason to change – the future cast away from from that if you guys have any questions on youtube uh go ahead and throw them in here we'll start taking uh some of those here for another couple minutes uh jed uh, tell them you know what we got coming up uh not only uga sports but on the national side uh, thing things coming up what do we have coming on the national side that's a good question um this is uh actually this week is when the new 23 rankings are coming out so we had um five stars coming out uh, today, Hakeem Williams is a five-star now. So all you people that want Georgia to land a five-star receiver, there's your chance. Um, trying to think if there's any other Georgia guys that earned a fifth-star. Sam and Pimba, I think, is number three in the country. Um, Arch Manning, of course, is number one. Um, TJ Shanahan's up there really high. I think he had a fifth-star before anyway. So, um, But, yeah, the, the, the rest of the 23-250, I can go ahead and tell you from – being at the rankings meetings because no one national watches the show anyway. Uh, Jamal Jarrett took a big leap in the rankings. Um, Mike Wes McElderry made a big jump in the rankings. Um, so there, there are some Georgia ties there uh, that'll be coming out. I don't know when the full list gets released because I'm not, that's uh, above my pay grade still. Uh, not that my pay grade's very high. Well, but, 100 gets released tomorrow, 250 gets released the next day, and four stars get released Thursday. And see, look at Trent. Trent's, hey, and I, I'm not right. even that pay grade. I just, know, I just know the schedule. Trent's, hey. above, Trent's above me already. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, that's something to keep your eye out for. Um, all these guys that Georgia is, is in on and, and targeting and all those kind of things, see where they, um, you know, rose and fell to uh, in, the, in the new rankings this week. We'll leave you guys with one last uh, little nugget here. Uh, was riding home this afternoon from work. On and- Arch. No, called some no. Uh, called some prospects who will be coming to Georgia this this weekend for official visits, and it was none other than one Jalen Hale that had been uh, in contact with those guys, speaking the praises of University of Georgia. So mm-hmm. uh, that seems to say a lot there. So um, with that, guys, uh, I think. Uh, we're kind of kind of done with this one. It was a jam-packed episode of UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. Uh, for my co-host Trent Smallwood and Jed May, I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you guys next Monday night 
on UGA Sports, Rumors versus Facts.